Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick Big J. Look at us, Big J, back in the studio for crying out loud. This thing work? It works. It works. We did not disconnect it in your long and tiresome absence. 40 days. It's a long time. It's like a Josh Hartnett movie. Yeah. Uh, but you're back. Did you count it? Is it exactly 40 days? Yeah, since uh, the 13th, which was the last day I was in here of uh, July. Holy cow, man. That's nutsy cuckoo. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're back. This time it's personal. Yeah. And now you're on the roll. It's very personal. How does it feel? It feels uh, good. Did you not want to roll out of bed this morning, though? No, I, I, I didn't get much sleep. I was all excited. Like, oh, got to get up <laughs> earlier. Because what was happening was my best sleep of the night was happening from eh, 4 a.m. to 5.30. <laughs> like, that was a solid hour and a half I could count on. Yeah, yeah. And then it all went sour. Yep. Well, uh, welcome back, man. Uh, hopefully you have a good time. Although, listen, it's not like you've forgotten how to do anything here. Oh, no. I mean, literally, it's like riding a bicycle. Yep. Falling off the tube. Uh, welcome back. And in honor of Big J returning to the studio, we have dubbed this week on the morning after Metallica Week. We have so much Metallica stuff to get to today. Uh, and this week in general, uh, because we're leading up to a couple of big things that are happening this week. And number one, on Friday, the release of SNM 2, which yeah. is going to be awesome. So every day this week, we are going to get progressively cooler with ways in which we are going to give you SNM 2. We're exponentially increasing our coolness with the prize package. So hopefully you're excited. Today, we've got a digital download of SNM 2 up for grabs. Tomorrow, a physical copy of the CD. Wednesday, we've got a Blu-ray version of the actual movie that was filmed. Thursday we have the uh, the whole thing on vinyl, and then Friday we have the deluxe package that's limited edition that's worth like $500. This thing is crazy good. And I'll be happy to autograph your Blu-ray <laughs> as I was in the audience. I do believe you can spot Big J in uh, uh, 15 to 16 scenes, is that right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then on top of that, throughout the entire week this week, we also will have drive-in passes for you. We were able to negotiate a bunch more, and so we got guaranteed no-need-to-qualify kind of drive-in passes to give you over the course of this week. And oh, by the way, that's going to be happening uh, throughout the entire station as well, so you might want to tune in, is my point. Damn! So, uh, it is Metallica week. It feels good to be part of the fun, and hopefully you are part of it as well. On top of that, we also have the usual fun to get to, Man Up Monday, etc., etc., and including some music. So let's get started with some Rage Against the Machine. It's Gorilla Radio. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's the X-Rocks. Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it's pretty clear, Nick, that uh, my best skill of uh, home repair is spectating. As a couple weeks ago, now that the house is almost completely empty, we got no furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, there's left with some, some of the, getting the little things that need to be fixed around the house. Uh, like, uh, well, in particular, my daughter's room, there was a bunch of, uh, you know, little holes from posters and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's time to spackle. Sure. Patch it up. Yeah. Yeah. You think that would be something the wife would ask me to do, but no, she's like, you know what? Uh, I'm so used to you not being able to do anything that I'll go ahead and take care of this myself. <laughs> So and and she goes at a certain pace that uh, most people can't keep up with uh, when she's healthy and so uh, yeah she's backled up uh, everything and then uh, and then got the paint to match and boom all done it's already done uh, yeah the uh, the rest of the house uh, is is still got some spackle spots in it that needs to be painted uh, so uh, maybe maybe she'll let me do that we got a ladder out in the living room like that's all there is in our living room is a ladder 
Well, things have to be repaired, I guess. Uh, is this your now studio that she has taken to repairing? Is that what's Yeah, happening? that was... Uh, they were already done a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But still, uh, that had to be done before you moved all this stuff in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, But I will tell you this. Uh, I got a, a computer desk, and I managed to assemble that myself. Nice. Did it, Ikea computer desk? No, no. A regular, you know... A regular desk. Not an Ikea. <laughs> from somewhere else. Uh, well, I mean, she helped me a little bit, but... <laughs> I did most of the the stuff myself, so I felt good about it. Congratulations. Used an Allen wrench. Congratulations, man. Hopefully, it feels pretty good. Uh, so, what's next on the to do list other than the painting? Is that it? I mean, I think that's uh, that's about it. We got furniture coming next week. Nice. So, new couch, uh, dining room table. <laughs> we brought in our patio table in our house. Yeah. To be our table. Well, you need something. I yeah, think. you need something to sit down and eat a meal at, for crying out loud. <laughs> and it's serviceable? Yeah. Uh, are you using the patio chairs as well to sit yeah. down and eat? All right, well, listen. It's Cleaned like, off, of course. Uh, well, of course. It's only temporary, right? Yes. When does the furniture come? Next week? Uh, allegedly the 29th. All right. Be so. ready. Be ready. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff. You're going to hold on for that. But first, inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center, we go brought to you by Adam and Eve. What's up there, Dylan? Eastbound 94, slow in Napa between the Karcher Midland Interchange and Northside Bull. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Say what you will about us, Big J, but you cannot argue that we always have our finger on the pulse of the fashion industry, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. It's a couple of fashion-forward kind of guys that just uh, are usually two to three steps ahead of what's next in the fashion world. So I ask you to call upon that expertise and give me your most iconic thing in American fashion. Blazers. Blazers. What if I told you those weren't American? Okay. Uh, jeans. Jeans is absolutely the number one most recognized and iconic fashion item in the U.S., according to a luxury retail platform that commissioned the survey. Uh, specifically, Levi's 501 jeans. You understand? Oh, yes. The ones that get the most money over there in Russia. 2,000 Americans were pulled for the survey, which means that uh, basically Levi's took the day. The, uh, the jeans were number one. The denim jacket, number two. Oh, man. As the most iconic fashion item, those that were pretty popular in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, more along the vests these days that, that have the most staying power. Not a lot of jean jackets out there anymore. Uh, the Nike shoes came in third. Polo shirts came in fourth. And Louis Vuitton luggage carriers or bags rolled and rounded out the top five. Other notable mentions, Ugg boots, which I did not know were American. I thought those no. were foreign for some reason. Bomber jackets. Chuck yeah. Taylors yeah. and Ray-Bans are in the top. And then baseball caps come in at 14th. And there you go. Uh, in case you were curious, uh, they did they did poll other countries to which, uh, which American fashion icon item was the most, I guess, had the most staying power. And I, believe it or not, the thing that, that other countries named didn't even crack our top 15. Wow. The miniskirt. That's what everybody around the world says. That that's what they think when they think American fashion. But apparently we don't. Guess we should. Maybe. Or they're bigger over there than they are here. Not a lot of miniskirts these days, you know. In the world of sports, congratulations to Luka Doncic. He ended up having a big night for the Mavericks last night, scoring 43 points as part of a triple-double. 
and nailed the game-winning three-pointer at the buzzer in overtime to help the Dallas Mavericks beat the Clippers 135-133. So now that series is tied up at two games apiece. It wasn't even clear that he was going to even play in this game because he had an ankle injury. And then he put forward a ridiculous performance, 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, second straight triple-double. He has been the story of the playoffs. Whether or not his team gets out of the first round is still debatable because I think they're probably going up against the best team in the bubble. But damn it, he's putting up a fight. And you got to give it to him. I believe, like, uh, I think everybody's starting to wake up to the fact that he's a pretty good basketball player. Big J, agree or disagree? I guess. And young. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks probably kicking themselves for trading away on draft day. Uh, as a team that traded away a hugely famous and impactful NBA player on draft day, I can say uh, the Hawks will feel that pain for a while. As you probably don't remember, but the Milwaukee Bucks drafted Dirk Nowitzki and then traded him away for Robert Tractor Trailer that day. Oh, God almighty. Well, hopefully you're excited for what came out of DC's fandom because Warner Media sure is. Uh, they have revealed a bunch of information over the weekend and also some interesting stuff. In fact, uh, that they are investigating the Justice League production after Ron Fisher, uh, the actor that played Cyborg, has been uh, talking about Joss Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was abusive, unprofessional, and unacceptable. He sent that tweet out in July, and so finally there was an update. Warner Media has launched an independent third-party investigation to get into the heart of it. We still don't know what exactly happened or why. Not sure we ever will, but just know that Warner Brothers is apparently looking into it, into the specifics anyway. Tell you what, they what uh, that that is unfortunate, but they should be excited. I mean, uh, of course, I've been a huge critic of some of the stuff that they put out here in the last few years. But man, there's some really good stuff coming. The Batman, like I, I didn't have a lot of interest, but when I saw the trailers, man, this looks like it could be really, really good. The Suicide Squad, obviously, and a whole host of other things. There's a game I didn't I didn't really catch the uh, the trailer, but uh, everybody was talking about that as well. A couple of games that yeah. that happened. There was the. Uh, the Arkham Knights, and then there was the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which are uh, two games. And I, you haven't played any of the Arkham games, have you? Nope. Yeah, you you should. Or or you're just not interested, and you won't be in these either. I'm not sure. But they're very 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 good. The Batman games are crazy good that they have put together over the last couple of years, and excited to see where they go with these as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Three the X. Rocks. Over to the Netherlands for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Ooh. Are you familiar with the urban term wild peeing? No. No, but I, I, I think I can put it together. Yeah, using context clues, it's not really that difficult. Uh, wild peeing is one of those things where basically uh, you have an issue where people are urinating wherever they happen to be. Feral humans. A city-type setting. Meaning, you know, not like out in the woods or something like that. It's the equivalent to... Like, you know, you're walking down the street in downtown Boise and you're just like, listen, I'm going to pull up next to this lamppost here and go to town. And apparently they were having a real issue with it in the capital of the Netherlands. And so they had to come up with an idea as to how the hell can we curb people from just going to the bathroom in public all willy-nilly. The idea was they installed 12 green pea urinals in locations around Amsterdam that were identified by local officials as hotspots for public urination. I'm not sure how you even identify those. It's where all the grass is dead. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or they just happen to be arresting people or citing people in that particular location a lot? I don't know. 
Either way, Richard Devay, the inventor of green pea urinals, said the city initially installed four urinals and they now added eight more after determining the pilot program was a significant success. The result? 50% reduction in wild pee. <laughs> sounds so dumb when you say it. <laughs> well, dumber yet is that what they call their company, Green Pea. Like, you know, it's obviously a play on Greenpeace, but it's what I call it Green Pea. The urinals resemble planters, and they're filled with hemp because, you know, Amsterdam. Yeah. And so DeVry said the urinals offer sustainable alternative traditional public urinals. They use less water. They create green spaces for bees and other insects. And the urinals produce organic fertilizer and water for the plants. He said the benefits of Greenpeace also uh, include reducing erosion on historic buildings, often targeted by public urination. Could even save lives, dude. Whoa. You want to know why? Yeah, I do. It's because several men die each year by falling into the canals in Amsterdam because they're hammered and they're looking for a place to urinate at night and they just go ask for a tea kettle right into the canals and then game over. Come on. Huh? Listen, they say they have an average of five deaths per year this particular way. So if people are starting to pee in these green things as opposed to trying to find canals, I guess is a reality. The city of Amsterdam says that uh, they're considering future research into whether urinals can be made usable by women. That's the only catch is it's pretty, you know, it's a one it's a one horse race. Right. When it comes to peeing in public. DeVry said he's hoping to spread green peas to other cities around the world and is researching technology that would convert human urine into power lights. Big J. Now we're talking. Yeah. Real Doc Brown stuff happening yeah. here. Great Scott. So I ask you. Would you pee in public into a year? Now, I'll give him this. It look I mean, there's not a lot of privacy, but I mean, it does look like a planter, but it's got kind of like a urinal thing on the side, so there is a little bit of privacy. It's not like they're asking you to drop trout right there in the middle of a garden mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you are in public for sure. Would you be able to no. knock one of these out? No. Knowing that they're there for that? No, because I, I, don't, I don't have a problem. I don't really, you know, I'm... I'm a, Listen, uh, I'm what they call a classy person, so I don't pee on the side of the road. <laughs> I use a restroom. Right. Right. But I, I would say that most people are. You know what I mean? I don't think that, that the people that happen to go to the bathroom in the sea, in the street happen to be gross, disgusting people. I no, feel like I, they're they just hammered, and it's an emergency situation, and that's what's happening. So maybe they'll make their way over to a green pee. Who knows? But it could be coming soon. Hell, it could be powering your streetlights soon if the company has its way. So now you know. That's how they're fighting wild peeing. I didn't even know wild peeing was a thing until right now. Wild peeing! Morning after a theme song now. with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rock. Hi. So Foo Fighters, times like these here on the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the x Rocks. I suppose at this point, wearing a mask should come somewhat a second nature to a lot of people uh it still has its defectors there's not much you can do about that but it is nice to know that maybe just maybe it's also working in your advantage not just from a health perspective but also from a looks perspective at least according to temple university big j their college of public health and the center for human appearance there (laughs) put it all together and they did a a survey with five thousand different people and they basically had people rank them on their attractiveness with a mask on that you're supposed to be wearing out in public and without a mask on. And believe it or not, probably you should believe it, 
significantly wearing a mask increased people's attractiveness to the opposite sex. You understand? Right. And it didn't matter what the race was. It didn't matter whether it was male or female. All you knew is if you had a mask on, somebody thought you were way more attractive than you actually were. And so not bad, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's all it took. Yeah. I've been wearing a mask a long time ago. It is all it took. Now, listen, eventually we all know that if you do have a successful relationship, you would think the mask is going to come off. And so <laughs> no. then. No, I can't take this off. You have to. We have to live like this. I mean, even Deadpool had to take the mask off. So at some point, it's going to have to come off and you're going to have to face reality of the situation. But maybe it'll help the confidence a little bit in both men and women. Now, here's, here's the sad <laughs> state of affairs. Uh, in this survey, when they looked at people with their masks off, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 60, ugly. 62% of the people labeled them as unattractive, okay? Ouch. Now, when the masks were on, we're up to 38% were labeled unattractive. So almost, not, not really, but almost cutting them in half. So either... We've got some real, real ugly people out there, or the top parts of our faces are real hot, Big J. Well, I think, uh, let's look at this uh, in in a realistic way. I think it's the intrigue of what is under there. Is that what it is? Yeah, and, and, you know, that's why I think that uh, that that is the case. Because you're like, ooh, I mean, that looks good. The rest has got to look even better. Yeah. But in reality, it doesn't. Uh, at least if you go to the percentages of what they look like. You know, the and if you're one of those people that look like, you know, uh, like the eyes, I mean, the mask is the way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you got, a, if you got great the, eyes, forget you about can, it. That's all you can see. Uh, it's when you get to the rest of the issue. Maybe the then. eyebrows. <laughs> we got some problems. So think of it as a uh, weapon for good. If you're out there and you are single and looking for somebody, maybe just maybe the mask is the key to your happiness. Maskonly.com. There you go. God, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, your important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. In the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Little to no doubt that the pandemic has changed some things, Big J. But you know who's really taking it on the chin? Those a-holes that steal our credit card numbers. Uh-oh. Believe it or not, credit card fraud has gone down significantly in the last six months. How much? Well, the first six months of the year saw about 45 million comprised cre- compromised credit card accounts, which is a significant number. Until you look at the f- prior six months, and you see that 76 million people had their credit cards stolen in that amount of time. So that means in the last six months, Big J, there's been a 40% drop in credit wow. card fraud. Now, why is that? Yeah, why is that? There's an answer. The pandemic has kept us out of physical retail stores. Believe it or not, a majority of credit card theft comes from brick-and-mortar retail locations. Mostly because that's where these physical devices are placed, like skimmers that get our credit card information from. And so there are fewer cards being obtained through physical devices like these things, and so... They're found at point of sale in stores and gas stations. And so more people are staying home during the pandemic. Therefore, a lot less people are getting their stomach stolen. Makes good sense. Now, here's the reality of the situation, too. At the same time, the pandemic has not 
had an impact in credit card usage at all. Meaning, we're still using our cards like crazy. It's yeah. just people aren't ganking them as much. Which is nice. Now, that's an issue, of course, for people that want to help you continue to support places that are in business. It makes it difficult when you go, well, I know I've got a greater chance to get my credit card stolen if I do that. But it's not everywhere that's important to know. And it's not as prevalent as you might think. But odds are, if you've had your credit card or identity stolen in the past, it's happened because you went through a skimmer or a scammer or something like that. So it's something to keep in mind. How they turn that into a more secure way to keep your credit cards from other people, I don't know. It's not my business. I just know we're down 40%, which is a significant number. You just know yours hasn't been stolen lately. Lately. Knock on whatever this is made out of. We'll take it. Boston Celtics beat the 76ers by four. That puts the Sixers out of the playoffs. Boston win the series four to nothing. Toronto moving on as well after knocking off the Nets in four straight games. Mavericks and Clippers, the series is tied at two games apiece after the Mavericks overtime win yesterday. And the Jazz beat the Nuggets by two. Utah is up in that series, three games to one on the ice. Boston and Vegas each won their game ones of their second round playoff games yesterday. Congratulations to them. And I got bad news for you, Big J. Oh, no. Dancing with the Stars is not getting the bump they were hoping ah. when they got rid of Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews. That sucks. Apparently, part of the reason uh, that uh, Tyra Banks was brought on was she was assumed that she'd be able to bring some big-name stars into the competition. Now, the show has always struggled to get top celebrities into the ballroom. As we've often said, it's more like dancing with the D-listers than it is dancing with the stars. But uh, Kim Kardashian, probably the biggest name ever to dance, but that was pretty early on. And apparently Tyla, Tyra has called her famous friends, and they've all said, nah, hard pass. <laughs> so they're not reaping the benefits they thought they would reap when they named her both executive producer and host and tossed Tom Bergeron and Eric Andrews out in their dust. As I had stated before, I'm still amazed this is a show, to be perfectly honest. Like, I, I suppose I could get maybe the first two or three seasons, but one would think we would be over watching people you've never heard of ballroom dance on TV. Yeah. But I mean, we're not. Eat your heart out, Lawrence Welk. And it is weird that that is still a thing this far into it. And that they have tours and stuff. Like, it plays at the Morrison Center on the regular. What is happening? I don't even know anymore. Man, I mean, I know it might be a guilty pleasure, but I, I, I really cannot think of anybody that I know of or am related to that watches that show on a regular basis. I don't know. Right. But somebody is. A bunch of people are, apparently. Because it's still going. So I guess congratulations, but it may not be long but for this Also, world. I'm a little upset we haven't been asked to be on. We don't even get into the local one that they do from time to time. They've done local dancing with the stars. Yeah, they haven't even asked us. I remember. But Shell Edmonds won one year, I think. It's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for being honest. Embarrassing. Uh, have you ever taken a dance class in your life? Uh, yes. What was... No. Wait. Don't count square dancing in okay. like grade school. All right. Anything like an actual... Like you paid physical money for a dance class. No. I have. What's going to what, what, what kind of dancing was it? Remember when swing dancing was a thing in like the 90s? Oh, yeah, I yeah, took somebody yeah, you watched on a the date. movie Swingers. Yeah, I took somebody on a date to a, to a, to a swing dance class. Uh, actually, a couple of dates to a swing dance class. And uh, and that was it. That was, once again, me trying to pretend I'm somebody that I'm oh, not <laughs> to get started in a relationship. But it worked for a little while. Uh, but it just, uh, it... it um, we, we need a new segment called Tales of the Nick. <laughs> 
it was it was a lot of money that I had spent for these swing dancing classes, and I couldn't still to this I can't tell you how to swing. I couldn't. I mean, they didn't. I have not. I don't have any coordination when it comes to that stuff. It's fairly embarrassing. I don't like it, so I wouldn't do well on Dancing with the Stars. Morning, I'd be one of those guys that hurt himself. Yeah, in it. yeah, me too, for Go sure. Down, big old lump on stage. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop culture smackdown on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, for pop culture smackdown here today, we have tickets for you. Well, I guess a ticket for a carload of you and your friends, up to six people, to get into the Encore Nights concert event with Metallica coming up here this week. And you will get a chance to uh, also have four Metallica SM albums with that. Uh, we're going to hand that out here today if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. And that's for the Parma Motor View coming up here on the 29th. Yep, no qualification needed. This is a guaranteed carload of people into the Parma Motor View for Pop Culture Smackdown today. It's all part of Metallica week here on the morning after as we get ready for SM 2 to come out on Friday and the big Encore drive-in event to happen on Saturday. So this is a pretty nice prize package. If you think you got what it takes, 208-287-1003. You'll for sure check out Metallica this weekend. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Ryan. All right, Ryan. Good luck. Ryan, Stranger Things, what does Jim Hopper do? Jim Hopper, he's a sheriff. All right, take it, Nick. Uh, let's see, Nick, not only is he owner of the WWE, he's an active participant in all the wrestling shenanigans. Uh, you're looking for his name? Yes. Uh, Vince McMahon. That is correct. Right. Uh, what comedian played Buddy the Elf in 2003's movie The Elf? Will Ferrell. Right. Will Ferrell is correct. Uh, Nick, speaking of superheroes, we talked a little bit earlier today about uh, those. Greg Kinnear once played a super in the movie Mystery Men. What was his superhero name? You do this all the time. You just pick a random Mystery Man, and and I have to remember the movie Mystery Men. Yeah, that's right. You do. Every single character in it. Uh, I know there was the bowler. I know there was Mr. Furious. I'm uh, so furious! But what was Greg... Ke- I don't know. He was the one like good guy that they had to end up rescuing. I remember what he did in the movie, but uh, his character name, I, I don't know. How about Man Man? Yes! No. Wrong. No. Remember, and he had, uh, he had uh, endorsements all over right. his outfit? Right. Captain Amazing. Captain Amazing. Right. All right, so be it. Uh, well done there, my friend. Congratulations, Ryan. men will be tomorrow? <laughs> you have got a chance to go. Actually, you're going to go check out Metallica for sure on Saturday at the Parma Motor View Drive-In. You have yourself fun. Get yourself some friends. Go and have a good time on Saturday on us. Morning After with Nick and Big J. More of that to come all week long, plus your chance to score SNM 2 coming up later on this morning. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rock. <laughs> It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore GoTeamSaveMoney.com is a great place to go to get started for your next new or used car adventure. Everything you need is right there, courtesy of Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. Check it out for yourself. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Ocean's 14. What? Blah! And probably not worth it. Blah! A man claiming to be a vampire was arrested after threatening to drink a police officer's blood. 
That's assault, brother. Oklahoma City police were called to a 7-Eleven convenience store in response to a man who was threatening staff and customers Thursday night. The man, James Pettyjohn, was allegedly asking people, quote, Are you ready to die today? Question mark. He then ran when confronted by police. Once they were able to cuff him, he began yelling that he was a vampire and threatened to bite an officer's neck and drink his blood. He later then spat at an officer and yelled, quote, I'm going to feast on your blood. He was charged with aggravated assault and battery on a police officer. Unfortunately, he was not able to drink any blood. And by now, I'm sure he's gotten at least some sort of exposure to daylight, so I can only assume he's dead. Right? Yeah. I mean, if he's a real vampire. That's it, right? Game over. Poof. Sunlight, steak through the heart, garlic, crosses. Those are the bad Holy things. water. Holy water. Okay. But, I, I, you know, of those things that we mentioned, only a few accessible in a police station. Like, yeah, I'll give him a steak to the heart, maybe. Definitely sunlight. But I think he might be on his own when it comes to garlic and holy water. True. You say I'm a chaplain. Good on. So we'll see. I'm just guessing he's dead at this point. Ocean's 14 or probably not worth it? Uh, Ocean's 14. You'd think this museum would be well guarded, but apparently it's not. The Ninja Museum, located in Japan says there were no staff members inside when late-night thieves broke in and made off with a 330-pound safe. The thieves did trigger an alarm, and police determined they used a crowbar to force open the door. The museum says uh, valued about $10,000 was inside the safe, which was holding admission fees from visitors. It's thought the thieves were in and out in about three minutes, so almost like Ninja themselves, Big J. Got in, grabbed a 330-pound safe, and broke out. Wow. I mean, it takes some guts to break into the Ninja Museum, right? Look out. It does seem like a movie. Like, uh, here's my plan. We we break into the Ninja Museum. And in that Ninja Museum is a safe that has $10,000 in it. In and out in three minutes. Can we do it? And you got a whole team of people ready to go. Because that's not a one or two man job with a 330 pound safe. You know what I mean? Right. You got to have some people ready to go. So maybe it is Ocean's 14. Clooney's not busy, is he? I don't think so. Making what, vodka these days? Tequila? Wrap it up with probably not worth it. A $30 lottery ticket may cost a Florida man his freedom. Herbert McLennan was arrested by the Clearwater Police Department after he tried to cash in a winning ticket at the very same Speedway convenience store he was accused of stealing it from. This is not a smart plan again. Go to the next one. Just go to the next store. According to police, it was one of 13 scratch-off tickets he had taken from the store. How does that happen? Like, I mean, aren't they, like, in those little, like, plexiglass things? Like, did he just grab one and run out the door? Yeah, I don't know. An employee recognized him when he returned for his prize and alerted authorities. McLennan was charged with petty theft and dealing in stolen property, so uh, that has a potential uh, sentencing of 25 years he could spend for $30. A lottery ticket. Trying to cash in a $30 ticket. Definitely bad planning, man. Not good. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That is the pretty reckless death by rock and roll here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, let's talk about my home state for crying out loud. Yeah, the Wisconsin State Fair. It's a big deal, like uh, a lot of state fairs. And uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, right now we'd be right in the middle or near the end of the uh, Western Idaho Fair. Yeah. Uh, thousands of people, though, were still able to enjoy the food for the fair thanks to a drive-through. Uh, over the course of four weekends, Nick, nearly 60,000 th- 60, families drove to the fair 
campgrounds and purchase stuff from food vendors, including uh, cheese curd tacos, which sounds delicious. Really? You think that sounds good? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. I'm I just love trying cheese to figure... curds and I love tacos. But like, you smash them together. What else would go on the cheese curd taco? I don't know. Beef. But that's not cheese curd. Wouldn't, wouldn't the I cheese think curd it's probably be a, a made substitute? out of a cheese, cheese curd? Like I bet the shell's oh, made out of a cheese okay. curd. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, and uh, let's see, what are some of the other uh, to dos here? Uh, waffles on a stick and the dill pickle pizza, Nick, uh, to name a few. But you had you had mentioned one thing uh, that that is what is, is is huge there in Wisconsin. It's all I've ever. I mean, we would go to the fair every single year growing up in Wisconsin. It was right in West Allis, which is the the city in which I went to high school. And so that's where the fairgrounds are located. But the Wisconsin State Fair, it's probably not a surprise that food is the biggest thing there. And because, uh, I mean, you don't really go to the State Fair for concerts. That's what Summerfest is for in Wisconsin. And right. so all the, the big shows are, are at Summerfest. And so you go to the State Fair for one thing, and that is the Wisconsin State Fair Cream Puff. And it, it, it will change your life. It is amazing. It is everything that they say it is. And it was the one thing that I remember looking forward to every time we would go to the fair. And they it, they literally have pavilions dedicated to the cream puff. You'd go in and there's thousands of people eating cream puffs there. It's nuts. And you're not wrong. Because as I mentioned, one of the things that was a big seller there was the uh, slices of dill pickle pizza, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sold 10,000 slices. 202,000 cream puffs were sold <laughs> yeah. during this period of time. Four weeks, 202,000 cream puffs, uh, all right there through the drive-thru, which, uh, you know, it's it's a great idea and, and way for them to help out those vendors. Uh, I wish we could have done that here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 fantastic. And I don't know, I mean, like, I, I can't explain to you what makes it so special because it doesn't seem like it's too complicated. It's puff pastry and just a bunch of cream, oh, cream in between. you got to have the Wisconsin cheese cream. But it, it, it Wisconsin cheese cream. Well, it's just cheese is going to be a good thing. It's but there's no cheese on it, and, and but it's gigantic. Like I mean, it's it's like a size of like an Arby's roast beef sandwich is yeah. how big the cream puff. Uh, well, are. here's my point: is that the dairy is good in Wisconsin. This is true. So the cream puff is made with cream. It is great. I, I do recommend anybody go check it out if you have a chance and you're in the vicinity. It is it is a wonderful wonderful treat, and I don't blame anybody for getting drive through cream puffs as well. I can't imagine what how much they are now. I remember they were like two fifty or three bucks when I was a kid. They're probably like eight or nine bucks a piece. Who cares? But they're worth it. They're worth it. You should check it out. So I agree with this. Yes, the drive-through would have been nice. But I mean, I don't know. Does does I don't have that iconic uh, food? I mean, I, for their I, state fair. I would like to know how many uh, ice cream potatoes get sold. Yeah, that's something. Fried uh, deep fried ice cream. What did you have last time we went? It was like the lobster, the deep. What was it? The, the lobster. deep fried lobster. Was it lobster? It was like a lobster something. Lobster roll, on right? a stick, something like that. <laughs> and you paid like eighteen dollars for it. I think I, I did. Know. I did. It was not worth it. <laughs> Morning after. I do it again, though. With Nick and Big J. We'll do some bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we got here for a little prize for you. Uh, S&M 2 is coming out at the end of this week from Metallica. We'll get you lined up with a digital copy of that if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Very nice. An all-new album coming your way if you want to play a little thing called Bad Impressions. The number 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, the new Metallica S&M 2 album is yours, guaranteed on us. That's what friends do. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Good morning. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? 
Done. All right, Dan, you're up first. Good luck. My first claim to fame, I played Carrie Mahoney in the Police Academy movies. Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> Damn it. Steve Gutenberg is correct. Yeah, good job. That's right. Hang on one second, Dan. We'll hook you up with that SM2 download. When uh, things backfire. Why are clues two and th- what are clues two and three? Uh, my comedy roles continue with short circuit, three men and a baby, and it takes two, and I was Jack Bonner in both cocoon movies. And why is Steve Gutenberg in the news? Well, not a lot going on today, Nick, uh, but uh, Steve Gutenberg's birthday. Scumbag. Yeah, scumbag, and I was really kind of backfired. I was thought that nobody would get this, <laughs> and then the, like, we could go on a little uh, diatribe about how uh, he's worthless and, and nobody knows who he is, and he should just shut up when uh, we're interviewing him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, he made an enemy that day, Big J. Little did he know. That he would still uh, be brought up later on, years and years and years later. What, seven years ago, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. Yep. But Steve Gutenberg, how old is Steve Gutenberg? 62 years old. I just saw him in some movie. Uh, he played like the, oh, it was some movie I watched on Hulu called like Good Dog or something like that. He played like the boss of a paper and was not a very good man. And I was like, yeah, it's probably true to yeah. character. Yeah, he didn't have to stretch it very far. True to character. What a jerk. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Seven Dust, the day I tried to live. Wrapping up the old Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Monday. It's Big J back in studio day. Big J, how was it? Good, man. Exactly what you wanted it to be? Yeah. And more? A smooth ride. All right, that's exactly what you wanted. And you were nervous about it and everything. Like a little tiny baby. I don't think I was really nervous. But about now it. you're fine. Uh, of course, we also had a chance to talk a little bit about how Big J's not allowed to paint in his own house. We also had a chance to give away some Metallica stuff. It's Metallica week here on the morning after. That will continue tomorrow. Uh, another chance to go check them out at the drive-in, guaranteed. Plus, we're upgrading, man. Physical copy of the SNM2 by Metallica uh, prize package will be given away tomorrow as well. That should be good. So looking forward to Tuesday plus a round of streaming dumbass. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, it looks like I'm going to need to... Uh figure out a different uh, seating option here in the studio. What's the matter? So this entire time that I have been gone from the studio, uh-huh. my neck, my back has felt great. Okay. I am here literally for four hours, and I'm already starting to get pins and needles in my hand. So you think it's the seat? Yeah, it's this chair and maybe the chair in my office as well. Okay. Got to blow them up. You got to... Gotta- uh, well, I mean, how much was the chair that you purchased? You were looking for one. Did you find one for the office, the home office? No, I just was using my my kid's computer chair. Okay. But it was a computer chair. It like had yeah. like back support. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. This, this doesn't go up very far. Yeah, it's got yeah, your exactly. lumbar, so. and that's about it. You need something higher for yep. both? Well, that's money, my friend. Good luck. I know. I don't know what to do about that. Some on my own. <laughs> I can guarantee you right now who's not going to be paying I am for it. on my own. <laughs> That's right. You got some place to sit. Be happy. Uh, other than that, you're on Listen, your own. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. The realization is something. Figured it out. I, I told the wife like a couple weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? I haven't had any problems with my neck or anything lately. It's great. And, uh, and I'm like, I think it's my chair at work. It is. Both chairs, maybe. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew is up next. We shall see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks.